If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to Commando On Demand, your fast-paced weekly update straight from Kim's desk to your ears. I'm Mike James. Today, Kim talks with a former hacker who spent four years in jail for hacking, but now he's hacking legally and he works about five to ten hours a week and earns over $600,000 a year. That interview is just a few minutes away and it's fascinating. Are you sick of robocalls? We've got several ways to stop those annoying distractions. Yeah, seems like they're everywhere these days. Also, there's a teacher who has discovered a new way to use technology to connect with students and elevate the teacher-student relationship. Kim is going to talk with that teacher and how she inspires teamwork and camaraderie among her students. Plus, Kim has this week's hot topics. If you're job hunting, your resume may not be as important as something called your employability score. Yeah, it's out there, and you need to know about it. That's coming up, plus five ways you can find out if someone is doing what they're, well, not supposed to be doing. Is your spouse cheating, or does your spouse suspect you of cheating? Have they put technology on your phone or on your smart device to make sure they know where you are? Well, we've got uh, all the ugly details there. Plus, today is Commando Trivia. Every week, we present you with a question about the history of technology, And you have to promise that you're not going to Google it or ask Alexa or Suri. And here's this week's question. Whether it be someone hurting themselves in the most hilarious way imaginable, animal looking cute or an animal looking like a person, memes seem to be pervasive across the internet these days. But what you might not think of is the word meme. Well, this word has a more interesting background than you might think. Who first coined the word meme? Was it A, George Bush, B, Patty O'Reilly, C, Charlie Sheen, or D, Richard Dawkins? The answer is going to surprise you, and we'll have it for you later in this podcast. And a quick reminder, this is not the Kim Commando Show. Every week, Kim gives you the very latest tech news, tips, DIYs, and we take your questions on the Kim Commando Show. Now, you can get that show at GetKim.com. You simply become a member of the Commando community, and you can download it to your phone or watch it live as we tape. This is Commando On Demand, where we go a little bit deeper into some of the subjects that come up on the show. All right, we're going to get started with a former hacker who spent four years in jail for hacking, but now makes big bucks doing, well, kind of the same thing. It's next on Commando On Demand. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. It's Commando On Demand, where we talk to some of the most influential people in technology, the innovators that shape the future and trailblazers who challenge and inspire us to do amazing things. 
Our first guest went from jail to making over $600,000 a year as a hacker. Here's Kim. When someone says the word hacker, what comes to mind? Someone hunched over a keyboard, right? Wearing a hoodie, trying to break into a corporation's network or some secret government system. And joining us is a real honest-to-goodness hacker. He was only 19 when he was first arrested back in 2002. And some 30 FBI agents came knocking at his front door. In 2005, he was convicted of breaking into U.S. government and military computers and sentenced to two and a half years in prison. He was involved with the World of Hell, a hacking group that scoured the web for websites with poor Internet security. And joining me today on The Kim Commando Show is hacker Tommy DeVos. And thanks for being on the show, Tommy. Let me ask you a question. What was the biggest thing you ever hacked? I guess it would be different uh, government agencies, uh, the Jet Propulsion Laboratories at NASA, uh, the U.S. court systems, uh, various state government websites. I uh, had a goal back in 2001 to break into at least one website for every state in the U.S. Broke into corporations like Microsoft, Hotmail, MSN, IBM, uh, P. Pfizer, the pharmaceutical company, Rolex, tons of them. <laughs> so now, now do you do this for money? Is it for, at that time, was it for money? Was it for personal achievement or? Um, back then it wasn't for money. Um, I was never out for financial gain or to steal people's information or anything like that. I did it simply because they said I couldn't do it. Um, they, in my eyes, the companies that were Fortune 500 companies or the U.S. government had such large budgets, they should have had uh, secure computer systems, especially being the type of information that could potentially be stored on them. And we like to prove that that wasn't the case. It was actually easier to hack into military and government computers at times than it was to a person down the street from you on their personal computer. So what kind of stuff did you see? Not Nothing really crazy. Uh, when we were going in the NASA computers, our goal was always trying to find evidence of aliens, but sadly <laughs> I never got to find any. <laughs> you were sent to prison for how many years? I did 27 months the first time. And then when I came home, I, had, I was banned from computers for a while. And I violated my probation in 2007 because I had a computer in my house. So they sent me back to prison for another year. And then I violated again in October of 2009 for having a computer in my house. And they sent me back for 14 months. Oh, man. Okay. And now I see one around your shoulder. So I guess it's okay now? Yes, ma'am. They, uh, they released my ban from computers on November 3rd, 2010. And since then, I've legally been allowed to use computers again. Prior to that, I wasn't allowed to use computers, cell phones, gaming systems, uh, basically anything that could communicate with people over a network. So the average person sitting at home, how vulnerable are they? It all depends on how they use the Internet and everything. I mean, the general people don't really have a whole lot to worry about because it's not like you're going to be specifically targeted because of who you are uh, for the average person. Now, you will be vulnerable to people attempting to send you phishing emails and stuff like that to try to compromise your banking information so that they can then try and steal your identity to open up credit in your name to get the money or empty your bank accounts or something like that. Um, different organizations like Target getting hacked at, during the Black Friday a couple of years ago, it's, you're going to be a target to things like that, but they're not targeting you directly. They're looking to target as many people as they can. When it comes to major retailers and stuff like that getting hacked, you should always remember that everybody 
in the world knows how important Black Friday is and how much money gets spent for Christmas shopping and everything like that. And if you're planning to do Christmas shopping and stuff, I like to tell people to go and get cash out of a bank, go and buy a prepaid credit card. So that way, if you're going to use it for the Cyber Monday deals online or even in the big retail stores, that you're, you've got that card and the only purpose it's serving is to go through and buy your Christmas presents. And once you spent what you were going to spend, you don't need the card anymore. You can get rid of it. So that way, if it get, gets compromised from that merchant, they're not going to get anything from you because it's not tied to any real account. Yeah, that's actually good advice. But another benefit is it keeps you on budget. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so now you have a white hat on, right? You're a white hat hacker. Uh, yeah, and, like <laughs> and I understand that you're making over a half a million dollars a year. Tell us more about that. That's actually on the low side, I think. Um, my goal for 2019 was to hit a million dollars just on the Hacker One platform alone. And I think at this point, I'm I've still got a shot to hit it. I think I'm about Two hundred to $250,000 short. Tell us about uh, the event. What happens? Um, for this particular event, HackerOne likes to do what they call live hacking events. And it's uh, generally they do about one a month in a different city around the world where they'll invite anywhere from 30 hackers up to 100 or so. And they'll fly them to a location, put us in hotel rooms. Then the next day, we'll actually go to wherever the venue is, and they'll introduce us to one of their clients that wants us to hack them that day. We'll spend about uh, seven to eight hours of actually hacking them. Then they'll close down where we can't submit reports anymore, and they'll go through the reports that had been submitted. They'll pick uh, winners of various different bugs. I mean, not bugs, but uh, various different awards that they'll give out, like um the top award that you can get at any of these events is the MBH, the most valuable hacker. And uh, you get a really cool belt that looks like a WWE championship belt if you win this. Um, and then we'll have a little party afterwards and then relax the next day and go home. So the most valuable hacker, he, he or she probably had to find something pretty major, right? Most of the time, yes. Um, they don't generally base it on how many bugs you found or how much money you made. It's kind of like a uh, uh, a total of how impactful your bugs were, meaning how serious they were, and then um, how helpful you might have been working with other people while you were there and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a uh, an award to combine both your attitude and the Help, helpfulness you are with others, as well as your findings for that particular event. What does your family think of your profession now that you're, you know, on the white hat side? They love it now just because um, the transformation from 20 years ago when I started hacking and having my door kicked in by the FBI and various agencies like several times, I think it was four or five times in total over about a 12 year period to now being paid for something that I've always loved to do and doing pretty well at it. Uh, they tell me a lot that they're proud of me and they are just amazed by the transformation and everything like that. And well, I have a three-year-old daughter now and I think she would get really mad at me if I did anything that would even has the sh chance of taking yeah. me away from her forever. So I use her for a lot of my motivation to make sure that I don't ever do anything that's stupid again. I went from being, the, in my opinion, the most important person in the world to now she's the most important person in the world. 
Well, Tommy, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I'm so pleased that you could turn your life around and then use your hacking powers for good. All right, just ahead, we have five ways technology can help you find out if your partner is cheating. And then later on, Kim's conversation with a teacher who's made a big shift in the way she teaches and how she uses technology to connect with students. Is it the future of teaching? See for yourself. Still to come on Commando On Demand. If you're job hunting, your resume may not be as important as something called your employability score. It sounds Orwellian, doesn't it? Hundreds of big-name firms, Goldman Sachs, Hilton, Ikea, Delta, and many others are now making hiring decisions based on artificial intelligence algorithms. AI software decides if the applicant will be a good fit for the job in the company by ranking facial movements, their choice of words, their posture, and speech. The company is called HireVue, and its AI-driven assessments have become so pervasive in some industries like hospitality and finance that major universities now train students on how to look and speak. In other words, how to game the system. So don't worry about your resume. It's a software algorithm that's becoming the gatekeeper to your next job. Can't get enough of Kim's tips, tricks, and tech news? Watch Season 3 of The Kim Commando Show on Bloomberg TV, Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Or catch the latest episode at commando.com slash TV. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Here at Commando.com, we want to keep you in the know about everything digital. And we're going to go over five digital signs that your significant other is cheating. Not just because your significant other could be cheating. If you know they're not cheating, you can actually learn a lot from this as far as what is going on out there and what could be happening even to you. Has somebody put something on your cell phone that is keeping track of where you go and where you are at all times? Well, today, again, we're going to go over the five digital signs that your significant other is cheating. And if this is happening, you might have kind of a certain feeling in your gut or in the back of your mind if something's going on. But these are ways that you can really find out for sure. Number one is if they suddenly can't let go of their technology or their smartphone. So if your significant other has always kind of left smartphones laying around the house, on the coffee table, on the kitchen table, or it was forgotten in pockets, calls and texts were missed, no big deal. Now everything has changed. Your partner may be always sending messages and the phone's always angled away from you. They're constantly scrambling to keep the phone within reach. Bedtime rolls around, they don't put their phone on the nightstand anymore. Instead, they tuck it under their pillow. This is a big red flag. When you start a relationship, you call and text all the time. As relationships grow, this kind of behavior usually tapers off. And there's less need to impress each other. So when your partner starts texting a lot and they don't name the recipient, or they downplay the importance of their correspondence, it's normal to question their actions. They may become defensive and wonder why you care so much all of a sudden. This is behavior that has clearly changed. Infidelity isn't limited to texting either. Cheaters will often use laptops and tablets and even hidden apps to communicate. 
A new favorite place for texting is Google Docs. Your partner can claim to be working rather than sexting or texting with a new lover. Number two on our list of digital signs that your significant other is cheating is now and again people will leave their phones unattended, especially in familiar environments. Most people respect each other's privacy, but suspicions often lead to snooping. So, yes, you can use spy apps. There's many tools already installed on smartphones. If your partner uses an Apple device connected to a family account, make sure to enable location sharing, which will locate the device by logging into iCloud.com and then clicking on Find My iPhone or by using the Find My Friends app. Now, if you really want to get specific details on where your partner is frequently visiting and they use an iPhone, you're in luck. In settings, there's a location services feature that gives up all the places the phone has been recently. You'll find a list of cities they've been to that you can tap on and it'll open specific addresses. So here's how to get to this feature. You might have to rewind a time or two to get this down because I'm going to go fast. But anyway, you click on settings, then privacy, then location services, then scroll down to system services and then select significant locations. And this is where you're going to find a log of visited locations. If your significant other uses an Android phone and is logged into Google on a shared computer, well, this is kind of a secret. All you have to do is type in Find My Phone in the search bar, and you'll be provided with the phone's location. Google is an easy application to accidentally stay logged into, so this may be an easily obtainable clue to where they are. Number three is they've changed their password. Even if your partner's phone is locked with a new code, there are a number of spy apps and services that you can use to monitor their device. For example, Heister Mobile uses the over-the-air method to download and install itself on a phone. During installation, just enter the phone number that you want to monitor, activate the app by entering the license key, which is provided immediately after you pay for the service, and then from your cell phone, laptop, or tablet, log into your account and view information uploaded from the phone that you are now monitoring. Yeah, kind of scary that they can do that. Number four on our list is a whole new separate phone or SIM card. The cleverest cheaters may use a separate phone or SIM card to keep phone communications discreet. A SIM card is especially devious because your partner can use the same device and then switch out the entire volume of data the only danger is that you can find the phone or card, which will unlock that entire parallel universe, so to speak. If your significant other resorts to a plan this complex, infidelity may be only the tip of the iceberg. They may have a serious pathological problem. All right, number five on our list, cloud accounts, secret cloud accounts specifically. One of the easiest ways to store data is in the cloud where it's private, accessible, and easy to share with a secret lover. Cloud storage has become a common place to discreetly keep photos, videos, and apps, the artifacts of an affair. Shrewder still, there are apps that can clone other apps, such as WhatsApp, Instagram, and more, and they hide the cloned versions behind an icon that looks like a calculator, for instance. These cloned versions could be used to communicate with a lover. Suspicions of cheating can quickly send you down a very dark path 
Spying on your partner isn't a healthy way to address your fears, and it should be your last resort. And be warned, you could even find yourself in legal trouble if you go too far. Kim's advice, and of course, she's talked to a lot of slighted spouses over the years. Kim's advice is to always be open and honest with your partner because affairs are usually the result of more relationship issues. And up next, a teacher who could be making a seismic shift in the way that teacher-students relate. Next on Commando On Demand. Aren't you sick of robocalls? Your phone's been hacked. The IRS is coming to take you away unless you give them iTunes gift cards and urgent steps to pay off student loans you don't have. You can take action. Apple's new iOS has a feature that silences unknown calls. Handy, until you miss an important call from a number that's not in your contacts. Google also has a call screen feature that all it does is let robocallers know you have an active phone line. But finally, your cell phone carriers have tools to help. Verizon has Call Filter. For AT&T, there's Call Protect. T-Mobile has Scam ID. And Sprint can block robocalls on select phones. Hit commando.com for the details on how to set them up on your phone. Or you could treat calls from unfamiliar numbers like you do relatives who you don't want to talk to. Just ignore them and hope they stop calling. Want tech DIY videos from people you trust? Go on over to the Kim Commando YouTube channel and you'll see why Kim's America's top digital expert. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a video. Just go to youtube.com slash Kim Commando Show. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Here at Commando On Demand, our mission is to help keep you informed in all the new ways that technology can help us improve our digital lives. And in this next interview, we have a teacher who's finding better ways to use technology to connect to students and even have the students connect to each other better. Here's Kim. What's a major problem in high schools today? Well, keeping kids off their phones and off social media. But one high school is actually encouraging students to use more social media during school hours. What? Yeah, I thought the same thing until I got the whole story. The app TikTok is exploding. It's a social media app where you post short, funny videos, usually set to music. At West Orange High School outside Orlando, Florida, Melissa Gordon is the school's principal And Kate Sandoval is the TikTok Club president. All right, Kate, let's start with you because you are the TikTok Club official president, Madame Extraordinaire. Uh, (laughs) Tell me about some of the uh, students that have gone viral. So at our school last year, we had the valedictorian Braxton. He went viral. He had a video, like a Minecraft video he made playing a video game and got over 2 million views. Wow. And then there's another girl, Anna Erickson, who's a part of the TikTok Club. She did a video about a month ago during homecoming week and it got over 2 million views and that was made at school. And so did you have the idea where you went to the principal and you said, listen, all the kids are using TikTok, it's exploding and we have clubs for drama and shop and everything else. And so why don't we have a TikTok club? How did this come to be? Well, 
a lot of us, like my friends, we all, it's our last year in high school, so we try to spend as much time in extracurriculars like Cornhole Club, Kickball Club. So we thought we spent most of our day on TikTok, we should make a club. So I like approached Mr. Callahan about it, and then I got it approved with like our like club sponsor. And yeah. So that's how it started. See, because so many high schools now, they're trying to figure out how to like keep the kids off of cell phones, smartphones during the day, right? I mean, it's like, you know, how do we limit? Because I remember when my son was in high school, I was really surprised that he was allowed to have his phone all day long because I was getting texts from him. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be like studying or something like that? Um, So what's your school policy with smartphones? Well, a a lot of the time, we're not supposed to be on our phones during the class, but sometimes that will be pulled out for Kahoo and things like that that are educational. And then and one of our teachers, Miss Rabia, she's our leadership teacher and student government teacher. She actually used TikTok as an assignment. We do this fundraiser for Kids Miracle Network, and we had to make a TikTok promoting that and encouraging people to donate. So we did that for an assignment and actually got a grade for that on our phones on TikTok. So that was really cool. See, that's really funny because now I'm sure you're applying for colleges now, right? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it would be funny to say like, yes, I donated this time. And yes, I did all this. Because, you know, your your whole resume now to get into college has to be more than just a 4.0 or close yeah. to it. And so now you get to put that you're president of the TikTok club. Yeah, that's definitely on there. <laughs> it is. It's really, and you know what, I'm really proud of you. That's awesome. So, Melissa, have you gotten any pushback from the parents? Um. Well, so... Side note, it is um, a, a very new assignment for me to be here at West Orange. Um, but so far, no, I have not. And um, so far, the teachers are on board with actually trying to figure out ways that they can incorporate TikTok in their classroom, meet the kids where they are. That is really funny, but and not Snapchat. Anyway, is Snapchat going away, do you think, Kate? No, I think that that's like, along with TikTok, the most used social media, but it's just a completely different pl- platform because TikTok encourages everyone to like make videos and be funny and go out and dance with your friends while Snapchat's really just communication. But TikTok, you can actually like look at videos and see content that you laugh at and scroll through like all night. Okay. And I think one of the things that you mentioned before as well, Kate, was that um, with TikTok, you're yourself. Yeah. With Snapchat, and you it, add the yeah. filters. Like in Snapchat and Instagram, you're trying to be like your prettiest version, trying to get likes for that. But on TikTok, it's almost like you're not supposed you're supposed to be full of flaws and that's how you get your likes or that's how you get a laugh out of it. So a lot of the time someone like tripping and just not looking good is gonna get the most likes. So now what is the one key to success to get a viral video on TikTok? What is it? I'm still trying to figure that out, <laughs> but a lot of the time it's just unplanned just Comedy. I think a lot of the time it's just unplanned comedy that is going to get everyone laughing for sure. And so is there, you know, you always hear about TikTok and you always hear like the parental warnings, like, you know, be careful. There's cyberbullying, stuff like that. You get, you run into any of that? There's always going to be people commenting on things like that. But for most, of, like most of the time, everyone's accepting on TikTok. Like everyone's like, oh, that's super funny. Not, oh, you look really dumb doing that because that's like, oh, you succeeded. You got viral on TikTok. Good job. So, Melissa, when the teachers come to you and they say we want to do something on TikTok, do they have to like get your permission or do they just run with it? I would definitely say that if it's engaging the students, then go for it. So, um, you know, we were brainstorming at the the club sponsor and I were actually just brainstorming about ways that we can do some mnemonics to help the kids memorize things that maybe they struggled with before. So I think as long as we're 
doing something to engage the students and educationally relevant, then let's do it. You know, I think you said it the best, Melissa. You know, you're going to where the kids are, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's face it. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, Kate, would you ever consider doing this on Facebook? (laughs) Yeah. Um, No. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I have. (laughs) All right. Hey, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. You both are great. Come see us whenever you get into Phoenix, because let's face it, it's the drama club now for the digital age. And it's so nice to see you know, kids so involved in their curriculum in their school, isn't it? And again, thank you so much for joining us here on the Kim Commando Show and for sharing this innovative ways that you are using TikTok at your school. Now, if you'd like to join our discussion about ways to turn kids into great digital citizens, head over to my advertising-free commando community where you can start a blog, join a group, and get your tech questions answered by me or one of our top-notch IT professionals. You can also watch the show live and get exclusive behind-the-scenes footage from my show. You can sign up right now while you're thinking about it over at commando.com slash community. And we've gotten to the point where we're going to answer your trivia question this week. Earlier, I asked you not to Google or ask Alexa or Siri our trivia question, whether it be someone hurting themselves in the most hilarious way or a cute person or a cute animal, memes seem to be everywhere across the internet these days. But what you might not think of the word meme is this word has a more interesting background than you might think. Who first coined the word meme? Was it George Bush, Patty O'Reilly, Charlie Sheen, or Richard Dawkins? If you answered D, Richard Dawkins, you are correct. The famous evolutionary biologist first used the word to describe what he called the selfish gene in a shortening of the word my meme, which is a Greek word meaning imitated things. If you guessed Richard Dawkins, go to the front of the class. And if you like what you hear on Commando On Demand, don't forget to subscribe. Do it right now while you're thinking about it. Hit the subscribe button. You'll get these downloaded to your device every single week. And here now is Kim with some final thoughts. There's an app for everything, including the thing we all want the most, a good night's sleep. There's just one problem. Sleep apps may actually be keeping you awake. A noted London neurologist believes that sleep apps often make us so anxious and obsessed about getting sleep that the sleep app users are developing full-blown insomnia. The same concerns were discovered in case studies published last year by a team of doctors in Chicago. They say that patients' use of sleep apps often led to a disorder that they call orthosomnia, meaning you're so anxious about getting a good night's sleep that anxiety actually keeps you awake. And since everyone sleeps differently, if a generic sleep tracker says you haven't had the right amount of sleep, you're probably going to worry and lose sleep. And you know that feeling that you get in the middle of the afternoon when you're really sleepy and tired? Well, guess what? There's a nap for that. All right, keep your digital know-how going. Find your local radio station that broadcasts my show, along with more DIY how-tos and tips, videos. We have free news alerts delivered from me to your email address, along with the Commando community, where you can blog and ask your tech questions on our website. Next week, that's commando.com. 